0: gas chamber full the Zyklon B Just like the Spanish ships Terminating timings, Raping the black and Indian women Creating Latinos Motherfuckers Made me out of self-righteous hatred And now you got yourself a virus Stuck in the matrix A suicide bomber Strapped and ready to blow Lethal injection, Strapped down Ready to go Don't you understand will never let me live out in peace Concrete jungle Gorilla war out on the streets Nat Turner with the sickle Pitchfork and machete The end of the world Motherfucker, you not ready This is the point of no return And nobody can stop it Malcolm Little When he yelled before Elijah Muhammad had commented, killed the dinosaurs Changing the earth They love to the crit Size. They always say I change for the worse Like prescription pills when you misusing them, nigga The Templar Knights when they took Jerusalem, nigga And figured out what was buried under Solomon's temple Al-Aqsa, the name is not coincidental I know too much the government is trying to murder me No coming back like cutting your wrists open vertically How could the serpent be purposely put in charge of the country? Genetic engineered sickness spread amongst me My people are so hungry that they attack without reason Like a fucking dog ripping off the hand that feeds him Immortal. Technique is treason to the Patriot Act. So come and get me, motherfucker. Cause I'm not coming back. This is the point from which I can never return. And if I back down now, then forever i burn. This is the point from which I can never retreat. Cause if I turn back now, there can never be peace. This is the point from which I will die, succeed, living a struggle. I know I'm alive when I bleed from now on. It can never be the same as before. Cause the place that I'm from doesn't exist anymore. This is the point of no return, nigga. You better believe this, Mary giving birth to the children of jesus the evolution of the world bloody and dramatic human beings killing monkeys to conquer the planet the kingdoms of africa and mesopotamia machine gunning your body with depleted uranium this is the age of microchips and titanium the dark side of the moon in contact with aliens i started out like australians criminal-minded broken to hell tore it down and built the city behind it southpaw murderous methodology nigga. remember that i'm just a man don't follow me nigga once you pass the point you can never go home you gotta face the possibility of dying alone so tell me motherfucker how could you die for the throne when you don't even got the fucking heart to die for your own It rain's acid one day the earth will cry from a stone and you'll be looking at the world living inside of a dome computerized humanity living inside of a cone this is the place where the unknown is living and real wormwood the planet x and the seventh seal universal truth is not measured in mass appeal this is the last time that i kneel and pray to the sky almost everything that i was ever told was a lie this is the point from which i can never return and if i back down now then forever i burn this is the point from which i can never retreat because if i turn back now there can never be peace this is the point from which i will die succeed living a struggle i know i'm alive when i bleed from now on it can never be the same as before because the place that i'm from doesn't exist anymore
1: This was introduced to me by a former best friend young Maori dude white named Kevin Duncan language named Kohuana tag name nickname Ali like Alibaba I met him in uh, South America and during that time um, you know cartel lords had burned down the police station There had been a coup d'etat. Hugo Chavez has claimed the presidency is being the voice of a pan Latin world speaking back to US imperialism at this time, I believe George Bush Jr. was the president. In the time of the writing of the song, but by the time I'd heard it, Obama had just came in and it was evident in the mind of Hugo Chavez that he had to give some kind of He had to give an articulate response to the fact that when he spoke about US imperialism, it was represented by, you know, this African brother. I found this song again on my, daughter's Spotify. She has like a family Spotify um, link that she sends out to us all. So we're all connected because she's basically the breadwinner in the family. Uh, So she gives us access to resources and created a playlist called morning. And we had one song on it, and that was Tupac. Fuck all y'all from his, um, are you still down? Remember me. album. So I was thinking a little bit about newsletter that I received this morning from Miss Imani Perry, who produces a newsletter as a part of uh, the journalism of The Atlantic, to whom I subscribe as a result of a birthday gift from my daughter, by the way, because you'll hear me complaining about not having resources and think. Well, how the fuck is she on this clip, you know, imitating Muhammad Ali with a gold watch and rocks an iPhone and now has, you know, access to intellectuals most others can't afford to pay for. And the truth is I am subsidized quite heavily by my family. Um, in terms of having access to information and educational tools and resources. Most of my, anything where I produce any kind of media or engage with the public is usually through free platforms. Um, But unlike, you know, your fat girl, the one you like to let call people like me N-words and steal my intellectual property and set me up in bizarre scenarios. There is no resources that go into things that are not of that nature, that are not of a deeply oppressive uh, and ridiculing uh, nature. when it comes to creating spaces and platforms for these types of dialogues to occur, y'all can see I don't have many subscribers. I you know offended 101, the first principle, as a woman of native descent. And that is, I say no to fucking white women and I say no to white men. Anywho, this song in particular, it was also the first time I've ever heard a US rapper talk about Australia and talk about, any kind of narrative that affirmed or reaffirmed uh, this idea that sovereignty had never been ceded. It was an old saying by, my, you know, by one of my mentors, her name was Isabel Coe. Her father, her husband co-founded the establishment of the Aboriginal Ten Embassy, which modeled itself of black power a resistance, a manifesto from the US, just heads up on how all of that's connected. But it was kind of the first time I heard that narrative asserted and reaffirmed in hip hop music internationally, and particularly coming out of the US. So it's from more Technique The album is, I think it's Revolutionary, Volume 1. Sorry, it's Revolutionary, Volume 2, Immortal Technique. The name of the song is Point of No Return. I'll obviously list it. So I was thinking about how there are certain Narratives that are imprinted as normative, and so why well, it was such a powerful thing to see, you know, to hear immortal techniques, you know, rap like this. And by that time, I was already heavily, heavily a hip hop fan. Um, and I think I've discussed this earlier. You know, hip hop has been transgenerational in my family. I grew up listening to. Uh, you know, the earliest hip hop, grandmaster Flash, you not know, to Ice Tea, to Ice Cube. Um, my brothers were huge, huge Ice Cube fans, huge NWA fans. But this was kind of the first time. I heard anything said about um, Australia and so when I was reading the Imani Perry newsletter this morning via uh, my subscription to the Atlantic, I heard her, um, I heard what she was saying about a hashtag that's going around called Just let me double check because I want to get the naming correct and I have to open the app to do it. Good Lord. Uh hashtag not my Ariel. So just heads up. It's September 15, 2022. And we are being forced to delve into um, what is a I mean, it's just fucking bizarre, really still living this idea that the whole world is only represented by whiteness. Coincides, and Imani Perry points out, with the death of the Queen. And there's been a hell of a lot of censorship, uh, particularly on Black voices, particularly those voices from Africa who are, you know, basically celebrating the death of the monarch. and Prime Ministers uh, silencing them for expressing their uh, refusal to be centralised through the lens, or through a lens that uh, holds in great esteem a a woman responsible for uh, carnage and devastation of mass populations, the eradication of tribes, epistem- epistemicide, or the wiping out of epistemological know- knowledges. And that so much of the world's resources in this day and age goes to reconfiguring those structures. Where people are, are seeking these processes to reclaim as a part of a reparations or reparatory, reparatory measure. I mean, it's just, it's just like kind of, you know, taking stuff for a fucking minute. Part of the world are just so um, conscious. They're just so aware of where privilege sits and who holds it. Most of the world, really. And yet there's, this kind of, you know, 5%, 10% of the global population who still hold all of the resources, still dictate a narrative, and still um, indoctrinate the populace, and that this comes in the forms of, of, you know, the erasure of certain narratives in a music that we model ourselves from, or hashtag not my area, or it comes in the form of censorship where they can just shut down voices, completely eliminate you for not having, um, for not conducting yourself in a way that they deem fit and appropriate. And if you listen to the lyrics of you know Mortal Technique or almost any black rapper they're talking daily about losing people and the and the burden the burden of that loss by by contrast by comparative you know and those lives still mean so little which was effect, you know effectively behind uh the hashtag Black Lives Matter. And part of this podcast is just because I actually just wanna share that song. I don't know how many people have heard it, um, but it's a great song and technique, has a great mind. I was fortunate enough to get into a dispute with him via email. And I remember after that, my email got fucking hacked um, and I could never access it again. But we had a, an argument about, um, I wanted to go to Mexico. I wanted to go and see the Zapatistas I was interested in the revolutionary movements of natives around the world. Uh, and so me and my best friend who introduced me to that song were gonna go and I was like, cool, can we stop by and meet Immortal Technique? And so I emailed him. And, uh, yeah, he wrote back. And I was like, Dude, "Why didn't you? why didn't you... Um, you know, are you ashamed of your native heritage? Why didn't you you know, claim it. Why don't you claim yourself as being native or indigenous? And it was an issue that kind of became, you know heightened in South America. I had a lover there, and he he was African and um, Latino and you know we had a similar conversation about it they described themselves to the lens of their native blood um, via the ideologies of class and so he saw himself or described himself as a peasant rather than you know reclaiming, using the language of being native, of being indigenous. And so we had words about that over there. And then I had an argument, not an argument, but I started an immortal technique whose I think name is Philip, about why doesn't he, you know, proclaim that. With a sense of integrity and pride and honesty. Why is he, why does he situate himself or describe himself or define himself as a Latino? And so we had kind of words about that. But he was cool. He was cool. He was like, Yeah, let me know when you're coming through. <laughs> so I guess it was just like, alright, I'm we'll gonna give this bitch a fucking reality check when she gets here and like take it through the fucking community or something. But yeah, that song was really just very striking as far as seeing oneself, um, seeing a consciousness consciousness of oneself in the world that wasn't modelled on, you know, this kind of white Australia policy where there was this civility and this politeness. And that it came at the expense of uh, a eugenics program that attempted to wipe out uh, you
0: know,
1: hundreds of thousands of people. And the sheer irony of those who remain, um, who refuse to engage or have regard for the fact that I'm, you know, I'm actually the bloodline of, a, of an African American
0: slave. <laughs>
1: I'm just checking the actual year that that album came out. I think it's 1998. No, no, that would be not correct. It's more like the time. Let me Google and see what Google says. Is Google a line here today? I just, oh, you know, I have to mention that I found uh, Revolutionary Vol. Two on, on vinyl, so I'm thrilled about it. <clears throat> and the next time someone in my family wants to sponsor something for me, that's what I'm going to ask them to sponsor: Revolutionary Vol. Two. So, 2003 follow-up album. Revolutionary Revolution Oval 1. There's a Wikipedia page on it. And what Revolutionary One was, <clears throat> it came out in 2001. Both were repressed in 2004, according to this. This was his second album. You haven't heard it going on. Go check it out. I don't really do album promos on this on this page, but there are certain thinkers who articulate themselves through rap and hip-hop that the world should not be um, ignoring. I think uh, Immortal Technique is probably one of them. Tupac is definitely, definitely one of them. And for anyone who knows me, they know I'll say the same thing about Kanye. Kanye is a mind that people should absolutely uh, be listening to, should be hearing in so far as the way it counteracts the um, mass media. Brainwashing, indoctrination to mass media. And I guess, you know, um, Yay speaking publicly not following the narrative on uh, TV around George Bush and uh, Hurricane Katrina is a prime example of the way uh, critical thinkers divert from what is uh, convenient to mass reproduction of media in the image of whiteness and white innocence. The last thing I want to say, because I went and had a look at an article after I read the Imani Perry um, newsletter. It's an article in The Sydney Morning Herald. That came out on the 15th and it shows the reactions of black children, children of African descent, observing uh, the Little Mermaid for the first time and the absolute thrill uh, of those children. Seeing that the mermaid is, the Little Mermaid is black And so, if we think back uh, to Brown versus the Board of Education, the responses are are quite significant to that case. And I guess these are just all of the ideas and things that are running through my mind um, this morning. But sure, um, you know, go reproduce a bitch in blackface bye